Hello and welcome to the Captain's Table, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul Berserker01, Batman Shelley, your humble host and space bartender here at the Astro Pub, your space bar at the end of Twitch. And uh, this is the Captain's Table, where I bring people from all over the Star Citizen universe to talk about Star Citizen. Uh, various different aspects. We usually have some sort of theme to it, sometimes just general news and just conversation. Uh, but I am joined by two esteemed guests here. We'll start with, uh, with you, Subliminals. Who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen? And where can they find you? Uh, my name is Subliminal. Um, some people call me Subliminals. Don't really like that. Just Subliminal. subliminal? I just, just subliminal? I own the TV. Just Subliminal. Yeah, the TV. It's, his, <laughs> yeah. it's his TV. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a YouTube channel uh, on YouTube uh, where I start out with my videos saying, I'm going to tell you how to spend a ton of money on some stupid JPEGs, and we're starting right now. And I also stream live on Twitch three days a week. All I can say is that I'm looking forward to hearing that voice uh, with the shorts. The, the number of shorts I'm going to hear from that, because that sounds very much like all the shorts on YouTube right now. I'm going to tell you how to do this in 30 seconds or less, you know. Uh, uh, and it, it's sublimin it, it's that is subliminals TV uh, for, on Twitch and YouTube, right? Both the same name. Uh, yeah, subliminals TV on everything. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Uh, and zero. Who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen? And where can they find you? Well, my name is Zero. Um, zero State on Twitch. Uh, and YouTube, I think. Um, well, I hope so. It is. Um, Zero state. I don't do a whole lot of YouTube, but I'd like to this year. That was one of my um, resolutions for New Year's to do a little more YouTube. Get into 318, do some stuff. Um, I stream a lot um, more often than I probably should uh, between four to six days a week. Um, I work full time, so I stream in the evenings, like 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., 6 p.m. to 1030, uh, 6 p.m. to 11 when I really want to lose sleep. Uh, my typical gameplay, I, I do a decent amount of PvP. Um, I really just like playing the game for the game, you know? Um, it's uh, That always makes me really happy. What's in the so. game? Yeah. Well, yeah, what's in the game and, and just, like, I don't know. It, it's just, I, I feel like I really, I, re I enjoy doing a bunker mission once in a while to break it up, you know? I don't want to just, I'm not hunting PvP all the time, you know? Um, so, yeah, I really just like the multifaceted gameplay with a, a lot more PvP than PvE, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the opposite. I do a lot less PvP. A lot less PvP. You do a lot of analysis on PvP stuff, though, on ships and weapons. And stuff yeah, like ships that. and weapons. Well, ships. I, 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 I guess like it, it, yeah. it kind of carries over into both PvP and PvE, but um, for, in some aspects of it. But Yeah. All right. So let's start off with the current. What's the current state of like ships and weapons and uh, and kind of content in Star Citizen right now in three seventeen are we in five now in three seventeen yeah. <laughs> zero what what is your overall kind of status if you if someone was like hey what what's what's the thing right now in Star Citizen for for any kind oh, of man. combat uh it's there's a lot of high speed um and this is something we'll you know I'm sure we'll touch on again but. Um, you know, fights almost invariably get up to this high speed. We don't have things like control surfaces. Atmospheres don't really affect ships. They do, but they, they don't really affect ships as heavily as maybe they will in the future with things like control surfaces and the ability to just hover. You know, we kind of have this automatic hover mode thing going on. Um, in space battles, it's almost impossible to... It's almost impossible to win a fight if you stay under SCM speed, but... So, which kind of means, but it's so easy to go above SCM speed and just you, you're going five, six, seven, eight hundred meters a second. Um, which I don't actually hate that. It's just when it starts to become really, really jousty that, you know, it has that potential all the time. So 
I would say the the combat in in space ship combat in Star Citizen is very very slidey, very flighty, um, and typically pretty high speed. So that's how okay. I see it for the most part. But that doesn't make it bad. I think uh, hit reg is okay, um, and ship to ship desync is pretty good. Uh, a lot better than it was in like three sixteen, at the very least. So, so Blumel, what do you, what do you, what's your current take on on uh... 317. The first part he said there's a reason why I don't really PvP all that often. I mean, I I fell in love with this game because of Jump Town. Mm-hmm. And PvP seemed fun back then. It doesn't I know it was a lot faster paced than even in, than it is right now. And that wasn't really the reason why. It, it was just I, I I just want you guys to understand that. I started out with Jump Town. If it hadn't been for Jump Town, the original one, not not 1.0, not 2.0, not 2.1. The original one. OG um, Jump Town Wars. Yeah. I wouldn't be here like today. I wouldn't be playing this game. That's what what I fell in love mm-hmm. with. Um, but it, I feel like every battle I get into, I'm either playing against someone who does it all day, every day, and they're just waiting for me to get to wherever, and I'm not going to win the fight. Or it's somebody who's either going to just leave or just joust me to death. I've I've fought viewers before, and I guess they think that because I'm like a, I'm a streamer, I'm supposed to be real good. They joust me the whole time, and I'm like, hey, can we just slow this down a little bit? And then boom, one mm. of us blows up. You know what I mean? And it's it's like a much better fight. So I I I, I can't wait for them to to, to slow it down, okay. um, because it, it it's it's too fast. The jousting is really really annoying to have a guy get his shields brought down, and he just like leaves for a little bit and comes back and back in the fight. You know. Uh, all right, let's let's with that talking about. Let's talk about the changes for three eighteen. Um, is there anything? We'll go over them individually, but just overall, the changes that have been happening to combat in three eighteen. What are your thoughts, likes or dislikes so far? Subliminal. What do you think? I don't know about the about the ballistic changes that they've made. The soft death is nice though. That's really cool. We had that happen to us earlier today. I think we got hit by an Idris railgun. I don't know the the frame the the frames were so low I, we could barely tell what happened. But um, it was it was very hectic. But that that's nice. That's 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 exciting. That's getting to the point. I've always told people that the day that I can disable someone's ship, board it, and then take their warm bounty is, is that's that's when it's all come to fruition for me right there. I want to I want to take a warm player bounty. And you know, be be Mando in space. That's mm-hmm. gonna be awesome. Um, so soft death is nice. I don't know about these ballistic changes. Um, I uh, I rated the Dark Law earlier today, and he was talking about it. He had a, he has good ideas about like, and I have similar ones where the ballistics could have more ammo, but give us a reason that we have to stop. So either they run out, overheat, like run out, and you have to replace the the, the ship has to like change out the cartridge. Mm-hmm. Or they overheat, or or the capacitors could somehow affect how long you could fire the ballistics for. Maybe incorporating some of that into it. But as of right like, now, it's just it's weird. Like maybe like um accuracy bonus like changes. So like like the the, the capacitors help keep it on on target target. And well, no, I, I think the idea is that like you can just hold the trigger down with the ballistics forever and never mm-hmm. have to 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 you know charge a capacitor or reload it it's just you hold it down to the that doesn't happen in real life every gun 
I, I'm not I'm not too much of a gun enthusiast, but I mean, you shoot a gun, it's going to overheat it. You can't just keep firing it forever. Mm. They need to implement something like that. I think the reason why they're hesitant to do that is because they want heat to be a long term consequence. Mm. I think it can be, but maybe make that for components only or also make it for ballistics as well. Like, I think they want heat to be. You've overused your weapon, so now it's less accurate or um, or maybe you can't fire as fast or maybe you have to go repair because you've you've overloaded it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're nowhere. I don't even know if we're anywhere near that point of actually having to implement it into the game. But I would like to see a reason for ballistics to have to stop firing for some reason. Okay. I think that would that would go a long way than other than these changes that they're making now. Zero. What are your, your overall goods and bads? You kind of like your, your big, big high and, and low for, uh, for, for the changes they've made for 318. Yeah. I think the, the shield ballistic changes were cart before the horse. Um, and then I feel like there was a bandaid put of the like kind of fake armor damage reduction value that they applied. And it was kind of like, well, you wouldn't have had to do that if you didn't do this and you didn't, and you did this, like well like way before you needed to so it's it kind of just feels like a weird situation and it's like maybe they're gathering some data we've had some conversations about that it could be but they haven't said as much the only thing i've seen is that yogi um said in a discord server as as an answer to the question why now said well we're going to do it eventually so we decided to do it now that was his only answer so that's kind of all we have to go on really so it could be that they're getting a lot of data that could be really good um for the implementation of uh, armor in the future. But I, I think the way it plays right now is is rough. Um, it's kind of like you have this double-edged sword of like, okay, so you make the ballistic shield change, that's fine, but then you can kill a Corsair with a Buccaneer in eight seconds. And it's like, that's not okay. So then you go with this damage reduction thing, and it's like, okay, now ballistics are back to not having enough ammo and not being very good because there's not this like the way that armor interacts with different weapon sizes and the way that lasers may melt hulls or melt armor or whatever they're going to do that all that none of that's in. And so now it just feels like a weird kind of uh, what's the word like a it's cartoonish, the right word, not cartoonish, but like just a weird, like slap together thing. It feels very like welded together and not like a complete thing the way it should be. And it's kind of like, why don't you just take all this and put it over there yeah. <laughs> until everything is made so that you can now put it in and it makes sense. It just, none of it seems to make sense right now um, in, in 318, at least in my gameplay, the gameplay that I've had. Um, yeah. Just kind of cobbled together. Yeah, ad hoc, cobbled together, whatever. Um, it feels very it, strange. But I agree with the whole cartoonish thing where it's like you added something that was overpowered, so then you added another thing to make it effectively the same thing as it was before you overpowered it. <laughs> Yeah, and just still weird, the over- you know, and still just an <laughs> odd thing, you know, Yeah, because now it just feels it's, it's, it's a very, I mean, it does add a little bit of variety because it's like, okay, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe shields are helpful against lasers. Maybe there will be a few more mixed loadouts. Uh, I think mixed loadouts are going to go in the direction of distortion and lasers, but that's a different conversation. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it just, it creates the same problem we had before in 317 where it doesn't feel like there's quite enough ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a better option uh, would have been to increase the ammo of all ballistics by about 25%. I think that's fine for, for me anyway. Um, and then decrease their damage by about 5 to 10%, and then maybe tweak their shield, uh, resist, or the shield resistance for ballistics or whatever, a little bit or whatever. Um, and then just, you know, you'd have people start using them because, okay, we have enough ammo to make them effective, but we still want to use mixed loadouts because we still need to kill the shields, you know, mm-hmm. before the ballistics are effective. 
I'm, I don't know if that's the direction that CIG plans in the future. I have a feeling they have something where ballistics are only effective against hulls once the armor has been melted by lasers, which is kind of the same thing, but that's just like a year, two years down the road. Yeah. And so to make all these changes now just feels very cart before the horse. But like I said, maybe they're getting some data from it. Uh, you know, I don't work there. So I hope uh, so. <laughs> so I'll ask you this question, Zero. You mentioned yeah. you brought this up. This was the next thing I was to talk about. What do you think about the distortion changes? Good, bad? I think overall they're good. Um, for the most part, I think it's, uh, there's a lot of splash damage on some of them. Like somebody was firing some distortion cannons. Like they were like hitting like 30 or 40 meters away from my ship. It wasn't even close. And I saw my ship was like the engines were on and it turned off and it was not even, it wasn't even hitting. It wasn't even close. Mm -hmm. And they were like, did I just shut your ship off? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, I wasn't even shooting near it. I was shooting at something hmm. like a ways away. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with that. But other than that, um, it does seem kind of interesting. We'll see how, have to see how they balance the distortion stuff. So what, what would you say the difference is between, because I haven't used distortions in the, the, the newer patch. What would you say the difference is now between what it, what it is now versus what it was? Well, I think they're a little more effective than in 317. I think they did something with cannons to bring back some of that splash damage, you know? Uh, there was a lot okay. of splash damage for the distortion, or splash distortion. And when you shut off a ship completely with distortion, it's off. Apparently, it's supposed to be off for five minutes. So yeah, if the ship shuts down, long. it's down for five minutes, which is a long you're, time. Um, you're really, you're just dead. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't... It, what it, it can't, I mean, it's kind of like a piracy thing, right? So you shut somebody down, you have five minutes That's to deal true. with them. The problem is that distortion doesn't stop you from self-destructing. So if somebody shuts down your ship and you know that they have five minutes to, to just mess with your ship, they're going to soft kill you or you're going to self-destruct. I mean, most of the time, you know, you're probably not going to like get out of your seat and try to defend your ship, you know? Um, so it's a, it's a weird thing. Another thing that feels a little bit cart before the horse, but I think they really... I gotta be honest, I think CIG just wanted to see piracy go nuts for a patch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it really feels like the soft death thing, the distortion thing with five minutes, um, you know, all these things, distortion being so good again, the Mantis being one of the fastest ships in the game, um, is, and the Cutlass Blue being just about as fast as the Mantis. They're both like 13 something now they both yeah, go like 13 40 they, they they're fast really boost, boosted the, the blue yeah the blue i think they did i think they changed all those max speeds for later when they do master modes so i'm guessing that all this will be kind of reined in by whatever they decide scm is for these ships like that'll matter mm -hmm. you know but for now the mantis can catch almost any like the mantis can catch light fighters yeah like the arrow yeah. is not as fast as the mantis the gladius is not as fast as the mantis so if you're in an arrow and a mantis pilot decides to stay you know, 15 kilometers away from you with his, with his snare on, you can't get away ever. <laughs> like there's, you just can't do it. Um, yeah. you know, and Mantis is pretty fast in the atmosphere. So it's, it's a lot of weird changes. There's going to be a lot to get used to in 318, I think. Um, but, uh, okay. yeah, I don't know. Zero, uh, subliminal, your, your thoughts on, on, I guess you, you already said you didn't really have a chance to, to, well, to see I mean, I've been playing the game for a long time and I've, uh, I love distortions. Um, mm -hmm especially okay so i'm just i'm gonna tell you right now dude when they added in atmospheric pve combat that was like the coolest thing i didn't even know i wanted and when when you threw in uh distortions kind of working my banu defender oh i would slap <laughs> two distortion cannons on that thing and in in, in 317 it's like some ships can can be shut down maybe some can't i, I can't really dial it in but hurricanes just fall out of the sky after a few hits. 
<laughs> and it's just awesome, dude. I have Toby on, and I'm like low flying on purpose and 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 trying to get them down low. And then you know I, I shoot them down. They 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 just fall to the ground and then blow up. It's like the most satisfying thing ever uh, outside of, of 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 you know old jump town pvp oh yeah i mean for I, pve combat it's just it's the coolest thing ever man i love it i i remember the um doing something stuff like that with the with a with a connie like early days of, of, of piracy like very early 3.0 days of piracy um if you could shoot the engines off of a connie fast enough they would just just fall out of the sky yep. Because the engines are the only thing that keep it going. Even though it has like thrusters, those engines are the only things that are keep it, keeping it up. But it won't destroy the ship if you if you like saw off the engines. So just saw, yeah. sawing off one or two engines, it would just start falling or start spinning. And it's just so fun to watch it slowly descend to the ground and then bounce. Yeah, we had some <laughs> jump down stuff where we soft killed an A2. And mm. it's it's going to be interesting because certain ships soft death and atmosphere better than others and by that i mean if you soft death a constellation it kind of lawn darts and hits nose first and almost mm -hmm. always blows up but if you soft kill like an a2 it kind of tumbles and it can land on its side a lot more and that absorbs a lot of that initial damage we soft killed an a2 and it came in hot and when it landed it just kind of went bonk you know and and landed whereas mm -hmm. the constellation fell about the same distance and it just blew up as soon as it touched the ground because it was coming in you know nose yeah. first um, overall, let's start with you, Balloon, on this. You, 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 t you touched on the, the soft death. Uh, you, you, you think it's a good change, and would you like the, for them to keep it around, um, even though we don't have, like, say, say it's like a year or so away from actually having the sort of damage system we, we want to have where you can repair those aspects. Would you like to still see the soft death stick around for the long term until we have that, or do you think it needs to be changed or... Would, you, would there be any kind of tweaks you would make to that soft death system now that we see it? I guess the soft death system, when you look at it like that, it's kind of like a, a Band-Aid to, mm -hmm. to put in because it's not, it's not fully featured. So, no, I, I wouldn't want it to stand around. The, the, the most important part about it is that I could disable a ship and then board it. Mm -hmm. So, that I mean, that's the most important part. However, they allow that to happen. Is it doesn't matter how it happens, but I'm I'm really excited that they just sometimes, man, they come up with these wacky things that they just do, and mm -hmm. they work better than a bunch of the things that they sit down and, and probably have a hundred meetings about. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the was, ballistics, they do all this, they do all this work to do that, and that that's okay. We nobody knows what if that's good or not. And then somebody probably was like, Hey, you know what? What happens if like when you die, you don't you might not die, you know? And then yeah. They just put that into the game and then bam, everybody loves it. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like the heartbeat system. Like I think it was like two or three people built the heartbeat system. Just like, oh, this will be a nice way of kind of making things better. And it completely yeah. defanged 30 Ks for a while. Just like, wow, yeah. that's, mm -hmm. <laughs> this is a, this is a bandaid and it does more for the game than the game features do. <laughs> you know, subliminal, you, I forgot to mention this, but when you're talking about the ballistics and heat, so heat's been in the game forever and it's still in the game. So if you fit oh, like yeah. cannons, if you fit cannons, especially small cannons, you see heat all the time. Mm -hmm. um, if you fit even small ballistic repeaters, you see heat. So like yeah. the sawbucks and buzzsaws, they, they overheat before they run out of ammo. And it's like all like it's so frustrating, because, like as a PvP or as a combat pilot, because all that CIG has to do is take whatever that heat value is per shot and just go and turn it up a little bit. And then we have overheat mechanics working again in the game. And that would help. Like you could make ballistics as powerful as you want and just go and turn them up a little more. <laughs> and yeah, it would be yeah. like, you can fire 
you know, a burst of, you know, 30 rounds before it's overheated and then you have to wait for it to come down. And that would naturally kind of create this balance. You could make something super powerful and then immediately defang it by adding overheat and creating this dynamic around it of like how it's used and how it can be used. And it's pretty frustrating that you can just dump ballistics without dealing with any overheat at all, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like the frustrating thing is heat is there. It's already there. It's already working. The values are already in the game. They just have to turn it up. And it's, it's, that's been pretty frustrated. Someone mentioned it earlier because a lot of my older videos are uh, talk about attritions, but attritions were the first ones, I think, to have some sort of a heat uh, deal where they overheated when they were Yeah, and they did more damage too. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I've I've always loved those weapons. It kind of gave you, um, it it, it was like the capacitor before the capacitor. It it gave you the ability to use some sort of skill in your trigger discipline to do more damage over time. Oh man, I remember you mentioned the old jump town. I remember the old jump town trick, which was slap a bunch of attritions onto an arrow, turn the 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 uh, the 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 shields off, and you could kill hammerheads with with the arrow and those mm. attritions. Yep. Because as the more you fired it, the more they overheated, the the more damage they did as they hit. So like the hotter they got, the more damage they did, which was which was pretty cool. But yeah, so and, that, and you're right. That's that's pretty much what CIG was it seemed to be going going for in the first place. But they kind of are this just weird position. Um, yeah. Would you change anything subliminal? Anything for the uh, the soft death version for right now? For right now, I think it's as good as it needs to be until everything else is in. I think okay. it's good. Zero. Same question. And uh, your thoughts on soft death overall? And and uh, would you change anything? I think soft death is pretty great. Um, I think the one thing that I might, I don't know if I'd change it, but I would just make sure to like do like balance passes on it. If, if I were CIG, which I'm not, um, is like how doors function uh, with soft death. Cause I, there was somebody doing some testing. And I think what they came away with was that if you soft death a ship and the doors were never messed with, like they were never locked or unlocked, they would open. You could just open them, which is fine. I think that's okay. Cause once a ship is soft death, like all the systems are gone or whatever. Um, but if you if the pilot manually clicks the lock button, the doors don't open because they were locked before the ship soft soft death. Mm. Um, so I, it's kind of a bug that's kind of in there. But I would just like to see some of those things ironed out with like it's nice as a player to be like, I've soft death the ship. I now know exactly how it's going to work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that would help kind of smooth out a lot of that that gameplay. OK. Uh, all right. Moving forward beyond soft death and 318. Let's talk a little bit about master modes. This is the, the 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 hot button topic that I think a lot of people are concerned about. I'll start with you, Zero. What are your your opinions on master modes and the, that kind of change that's going to be coming up, probably this year or shortly or after 4.0 is released? I think it's a good idea. It's a, obviously it's a great way to slow down combat. And we had something like this. I can't remember which patch we had it in. Way back in the day, when pretty much all we had was Port Olazar and. Uh, like security post Korea as locations to go to. That's pretty much it. Oh yeah. Where you, where um, you could blind jump. Yeah. And there was a cruise mode and an oh, yeah. SCM mode. So there was, yeah, cruise mode and SCM. cruise modes. Maximum speed was like 1200, 1400 or whatever it was. And SCM was your combat speed. You couldn't fire your weapons when you were in cruise mode. Everything would shut, you know, your, I think your shields actually shut down too. Um, your weapon shut down. You can fire missiles, obviously. Um, and so we've already kind of experienced, a lot of us have kind of experienced something like this. And I thought it was pretty dynamic. Um, they're going to have to rein in how fast you go into cruise mode and stuff. Because I remember a lot of times 
you'd be fighting somebody and then he would just be like, oh, I think I'm going to lose. So he would just cruise, you know, and mm -hmm. just immediately be able to get away from you. And then you'd have to try to chase him, which was, you know, weird because if somebody cruises, you have to cruise and you can't really catch up until they stop and they could just cruise forever, you know. Um, so they're going to have to balance some of that stuff and figure that stuff out. But um, I think overall, it's a good idea. Um, and it, 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 it makes the verse a little smaller, you know, um, which isn't a bad thing. Because it's like, okay, I'm at security post. I've cruised to security post Korea. I've, I've quantum there, and now I'm cruising into the station. Now I'm at the station. So now I have to think about when I go to a place, I have to think a little bit more about how, what's my escape plan if I need to? You know, is it, can I just cruise away with, uh, with like, can I, can I just go away in SCM? Can I just fly away? Or do I have to, like, have a plan to cruise, you know, to get into cruise mode? And, and is there somebody who might be able to stop that? How can they stop that? So I like that it adds more depth to a very boring thing, which is travel. Um, travel is a very boring, you know, you're quantuming until you're not quantuming, and that's pretty much it. Um, so I like that it adds another layer of depth to travel and an another layer of depth to risk and combat. So I think that's good. Subliminal, your thoughts on on the cruise modes and the, or the, uh, call it cruise mode, the, the, the master modes. All right, so one of the, best things i think that this is gonna do for me i always say that the most frustrating thing while playing this alpha is that getting from point a to point b is a lot harder than it should be like you know you're trying to quantum to to some place and it's like cycling between the the ohm and the target or whatever you know you know what i'm talking about and you can't yeah. do it it's it's that is the most frustrating thing could you i mean imagine as a new player all you're trying to do is get your ship from one point to another, and it's, it's it can literally be a hassle to do. And I think by them adding this, they might be able to get around that. Um, the Moby Glass is is absolute trash, and um, <laughs> whenever they get around, like you know, the star map, hot, the star hot map takes hot takes, yeah. hot takes. That's that's, that's, um, that's like. The that says this would slow down on the hot takes of the star citizen has a bad star map. Oh wow, it's controversial opinion. There's supplemental. Oh yeah, yeah, very controversial. Yeah, I'm yeah. the only one who agrees with that. What's um, in the chat if you would trade Knickknacks app for a better star map? Right oh, now. <laughs> God, yes. I don't even use the Knickknacks app. Somebody mentions it, I'm like, oh yeah, we have that. I forgot thing. that we had that thing exists. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, clicking something in the star map is is atrocious uh, and and i get it they need to fix it whenever it's best for them right like we're getting the opportunity to play this game but they have to develop it the way they would if we weren't playing it if they want to get it done as fast as possible and that doesn't really happen so it takes a long time to make this game but anyway um yeah i'm i'm really excited about how we might be able to like negate all these other bugs by being able to just like point at a place in quantum until you don't want to anymore, and then you, you stop there. You know what I mean? Um, oh, you got a, a, a mission marker to go to, and it's not a place where you can quantum travel to, so you've got to coast there. Yeah. What? Like, for five minutes? You know? It's it, it's crazy. Anyway, yeah, so I'm really excited about that, and of course I agree with everything Zero said about the, the other aspect to it. I am a little bit concerned about people being able to just, you know, uh, boost away or whatever you want to call it but i think based on the way they talked about it they understand that and there's going to be some sort of a cool down um i think when you come out of it you won't have shields or something like that or when you go into it I, yeah you're gonna be vulnerable you, for a bit you go, go into it it's gonna it it 
brings your shields to zero and then it engages, which is good because there's like a timer there, right? Yeah, um, and when you come back out, there's like 50% of your shields on average. I think some ships are different um, that will be held in reserve. And that when you come out of cruise back in, as you drop an SCM, they will come back up. And it, even if you're getting shot, um, mm -hmm. they'll come back up. It's like a shield capacitor or something they call it. You have some sort of like invulnerability for a couple of seconds after you come out. So it's, you won't be able to just get instant gibbed when you come out with, uh, with mm. the travel. But I think it's, it's, but it's definitely proportional. Like the faster your quantum spools up, the, like the, the, the faster your shields go down. So if you have a, a slow quantum drive, your shields will slowly descend. It won't be an instant turn off and then go sort of thing. So, uh, yeah. Uh let's let's move on to uh the the other major thing that's coming into the into the the verse which is uh, control surfaces. Uh they have mentioned it in the in the monthly report for Squadron 42 that they've been working on the control surfaces. Uh subliminal, your thoughts on the control surfaces on on the addition of control surfaces and what would you like to see in terms of performance or in terms of gameplay when those control surfaces for ships comes in for atmospheric gameplay? Um, like I said before, the atmospheric combat was really, really cool. Um, and as of right now, it, it feels bad in a lot of ships. Either the ship, like the Banu Defender, may not have ever been uh, touched as far as like dialing in like how it should fly in atmosphere. Don't let them hear me say that. Yeah, the Bandit <laughs> Defender is the Bandit Defender is an oval shaped object as far as <laughs> atmosphere is concerned. It has no. Yeah, I mean it's an alien ship. They're all shaped <laughs> that way, you know. Um, and then you have the Avenger Titan, one of the best starter ships, and now goes in atmosphere and you, you can't turn until you're like fifty percent of FCM speed. Um, so I'm excited for for them to be able to to get in, dial that in, and now you know they can have something they can tweak and work on and dial in so the ships can can fly you know, decently in atmosphere. I mean, I I think the ones that perform some of the worst, and I'm talking about smaller ships, obviously, that perform really bad, perform too bad. And the ones that perform too good are too good. So I, I, I would like to see some realism uh, with that. I'd like to see some, like, you lose part of your ship and you, you've got to counteract that with the way you fly um, rather than just, like, the, the thrusters. Um yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, again, it's like I, I'm excited for these new things to come in because when they come in, I feel like they'll fix a lot of problems that we have currently, you know? Okay. What would what, what you... Uh, is there any, like, things you think that should get sur surfaces that may not be obvious or any kind of control surfaces? Because you talk about, like, alien ships, for instance. Would you still like to see alien ships perform better in atmosphere even though they don't have an atmospheric kind of... They're all alien ships. Changed my mind. That's if they true. were, if they were sitting right here today, flying around, it'd be an alien ship. The, it, you know, most of them aren't built on Earth. The most of yeah. them are built off off world. So you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're all alien ships. That's that's yeah. what it is. It's alien to us because we, we're we're so far away from having something that performs like that. So I don't I don't get how like if we're supposed to be competitive and fighting against aliens, our ships need to be able to perform like theirs. I don't. Yeah. I get it though. Like for the design aspect, it's like the 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 non-alien ships have thrusters and they have one throttle, whereas the alien ships have the cool dual sticks. When look at us, we're all rocking dual sticks. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody. What was Burks the last one to hold out on on that? With, with I think he was using a, a stick and a mouse for a little bit. Yeah, he was and stick it, mouse and pedals for a long time, which is really effective. But yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. And 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 dual sticks is the way to go. You have six degrees of freedom. You should have a control setup that's that's dialed in for that. Anyway, um, hey, don't don't trust us. Trust NASA because NASA's been using <laughs> yeah. dual sticks since the Apollo program. So, <laughs> yeah, it just makes sense. But you know, it's it's Chris Roberts. He wants to be cinematic with it and tell a story. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I get it. Zero. But Your no, thoughts I, on... I think they should all handle the same. It, it, but of course, differentiated between the. The archetype of the ship. Okay. Zero, your thoughts on control surfaces being added? Um, well, I love the idea. I think um, something that I kind of think of with it is, I think we're all very excited for realism. Mm-hmm. But if realism becomes really frustrating or really boring, then it doesn't make for a fun game, video game, you know? That's like Subliminal said, kind of like, everything is 900 years in the future in Star Citizen. They're all kind of, you know, these ships are using what, what we would, if we saw a, a Gladius flying through the atmosphere as it does in star citizen in you know the world we'd be like that is that was made by aliens that was martians right (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and even though the gladius is a very 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 human ship design in star citizen so we have to build a video game more than we're building a sim and if those two can intersect and be fun that's great you know um so i'm kind of a bit of a believer in control surfaces are great but when you start to overwhelm a player with controls and realism and simulation aspects you start to make the game as a whole just a little bit less fun and a little bit more frustrating for the majority of players who might be a little bit more casual you know who may not may not want that hardcore sim experience and i think that that's probably the majority of players although there are a lot of players that really want you know those sim aspects too um dcs Uh, (laughs) but so yeah i think i think like control surfaces it's a great thing to see the little I've, you know, I've kind of heard Seiji talk about it. Um, it would kind of stop uh, a lot of ships like Arrows, maybe Gladiuses, whatever, from being able to just kind of hover uh, in the atmosphere indefinitely. They've talked about like overheating the um, the upward strafe thrusters, you know, that you're maneuvering thrusters that are holding your VTOL thrusters. They'd overheat after a short period of time. So it would allow you to take off and then you have to start getting forward momentum to relieve the stress on those thrusters. I think that makes sense. I think that's good game design. I think it makes sense in the Star Citizen, you know, universe. And it kind of, it creates really interesting combat. I'm going to give you guys a little secret. Elite Dangerous's combat is a semi-atmospheric while you're in space combat system, because there's a speed where you can go where your ship turns the best. Mm -hmm. That's semi-atmospheric. Like that's when you're in atmosphere, if you're going too fast or you're going too slow, your ship doesn't, or your, your plane doesn't turn well. Your yaw is very slow in Elite Dangerous. Yeah. That's a, an atmospheric thing. That's, you know, in Star Citizen, our yaw and pitch are basically the same speed because we're kind of like, you know, there's more, it's just a different flight model. Yeah. I think it's more realistic to space, but Elite Dangerous, I think, you know, it has a very interesting combat system because there's ways you can fly your ship in Elite Dangerous to make somebody overshoot you and then you've got them. You know, that's mm-hmm. cool. And Star Citizen doesn't super have that sometimes in atmosphere it does but i think control surfaces and kind of forcing a lot of fighters to have forward momentum to keep their altitude in atmosphere which control surfaces look like they're going to do um i think that creates that kind of gameplay you know where you can do sort of atmospheric maneuvers that might give you an advantage over an opponent and i think that's really cool adds depth you know yeah okay um, I'm going to ask the, the, some more, some more controversial questions. Cause this is something that's come up a lot. And I want to hear your thoughts on this zero. How do you make medium fighters great again? Well, depends a little bit on the medium fighter, but 
I think the Banu Defender is probably the best blueprint we have for a medium fighter right now. A single size two shield, uh, more quantum fuel than light fighters have, um, a little bit more hull HP, obviously, and a little bit better weapons complement. That's really, to me, all that a medium fighter needs. Uh, plus, maybe some armor characteristics, like the Hornets, if they're medium fighters, could have heavier armor. Maybe they would have two size one shields, but much heavier armor. Whereas a Banu Defender, it could be a medium fighter size ship, and it would have, you know, rely more on shields, just like, you know, the Redeemer versus the, the Hammerhead. The Hammerhead relies on armor more, the Redeemer relies on its shields heavily. Um, and so I think the, the Banner Defender, I think all the Reliance series should have a size two shield and they should have more quantum fuel because they already have the weapons of medium fighter. Like they have mm -hmm. a lot of weapons, but they lack in the HP, they lack in the quantum fuel and they lack in the shield department. I think if you beef those things up, you create a clear distinction between, okay, the arrow, the gladius, the talon, those are light fighters. They have, a, they have you know, size one shields, they have size one HP, you know, and they have size one quantum fuel and size one weapons complements. Banu Defender, uh, the Reliant series, maybe the Super Hornet, um, some of the other medium fighters, maybe size two shields, maybe heavier hull HP, maybe heavier armor. So I think just beefing them up and, and giving them more quantum fuel kind of separates them from what mm -hmm. a light fighter is. I think all the Hornets should have more quantum fuel. Um, I think all the Reliance should have more quantum fuel. And I think that would really separate them, especially as we get to like Pyro. Okay. Subliminal, your thoughts on how to improve the current status of medium fighters? Uh, I, I mean, he knew, hit the, the, the nail on the head there. <laughs> um, yeah, they, I think the, the issue with them kind of now, other than the Banu Defender, is like their maneuverability is, it just isn't good enough. Mm -hmm. um, it's like they nerfed it like too much. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it, they need to be semi-maneuverable and have a heavier payload. Uh, the quantum fuel part, uh, we'll have to see when Pyro comes in. They'll probably do a rebalance of that anyway. Um, but mainly, it just needs to have more weapons and, and, and still be able to maneuver decently. You know what I mean? And not, not just get kind of like just caught up, uh, you know, when you're in a saber. Bring, I, I can't wait for the saber to be meta again, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, no, everything he said. <laughs> Make the saber great again. again. <laughs> um... I'll ask this because this is something it brought up a lot. I, I did a video on the uh, like a lore video on the surprising depth that the the gladiator has in terms of its lore. It has some very like in depth stories and uh, lots of other things about it. It brought up a lot of people. A lot of people say things like the gladiator is one of their favorite ships, but it's just not very good in game. So. Thoughts on things like, say, the Super Hornet or the Gladiator, the, the, the ones that are not the Scorpius or the Hurricane in terms of, like, multi-crew combat ships. How would you improve multi-crew um, beyond, say, what CIG is already doing with things like the, the, the resource system being added? Start with you on that. So, what, so wait, you're not just asking about, about the Gladiator? Oh, I mean, the Gladiator's hot the, gla the Gladiator... <laughs> But also other like just in general, because, you know, because if you're right now, if you're not in the, the, the Scorpius or the 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 hurricane, like nothing hurricane. else really matters. You right. know, uh, all the other ships are just subpar in comparison to it. Even even larger ships with mold, 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 like more turrets and such. They're dangerous, but they're not nearly as dangerous as or as easy to maneuver or, or to use as a Scorpius in a, in a, a hurricane. So how would you improve that kind of multi-crew combat experience? 
and should have well, been approved. And, and you're talking about like a low amount, like a like a yeah, like a like a two uh, like to a, five, a, like a two okay, to five okay. person. You know, um, they need to have more variety because all they have right now is like a big gun on a ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you got the Hurricane and the Scorpius are basically the same thing. They're they're nimble, uh, smaller ships with a big gun at the back. Um, it needs to be more than that. Like the Gladiator um, should maybe have. Uh, bigger torpedoes or maybe make make the size five torpedoes more deadly and maybe give give yourself give it like a torpedo operator mode or something like that for the second person to do um it needs to have more teeth for sure because as of right now it's it's just kind of pointless to be honest uh I, I hate the ship i want it to be good it would also be nice if it could drop bombs but it needs to be more than just slapping uh, big guns on the back of something that's kind of small and nimble I mean, the Redeemer's the same way. It's something that's maneuverable for its size, big guns. Yeah. And like, I want to see more. I want to see more than that, if possible. More things to do. Zero, your thoughts on how to, how to improve the kind of multi-crew state other than just the two defaults? Um. Yeah, I mean, co-pilot gameplay is a big a big thing that I think a lot of people are waiting for. A lot of people want to co-pilot a constellation and be able to like control stuff they want to be able to control power and have it matter you know they want to be able to control shields and shield facing and there's times where we've seen glimpses of that where the co-pilot actually had control over stuff and everybody was super excited about it and then like the next update kind of made it uh, you know go away just it, not really anything cig did just it just stopped working um missile operator modes for co-pilots um i remember i think it was 316 or th- yeah, i think it was 316 i was in a cutlass with a couple of friends and we had a co-pilot and we had a turret gunner and we ran off vanguards. I mean, it was, and it wasn't close because that's a powerful ship when you fully crew it up. If the co-pilot gets use of the missiles, because I was flying and I was shooting, we had the turret gunner just wailing away. And then we had the, the co-pilot who was able to look around with his head look and fire missiles like off to the side and like make these ships more powerful with like support roles, you know? So I think co-pilot's probably a big way to do it. Um, internal like internal repairs component repair i think would be a really cool thing you know some guy running through the ship of his redeemer while paul is just blasting away at it with his inferno because uh, <laughs> i hate that ship you're right yeah <laughs> trying to like repair a shield generator or trying to like repair the power or trying to repair the quantum drive which got taken out or or, or is, is heavily damaged and malfunctioning you know i think that'd be great you know i think that's a good a good logical next step to you know, creating, especially for bigger ships, creating uh, kind of like a, almost like a non-combat, you know, both combat yeah. with co-pilot stuff and non-combat roles, you know. Um, it's like in, uh, what was that video um, with the MSR that they did with the two two people in the MSR yeah. where they were, the, she was like, I got to go back and fix something or whatever it mm-hmm. was. And then it was like, get back there and get in the turret, you know, that kind of gameplay where you're talking with somebody and they're running through the ship you know, mm-hmm. to try to like make things happen. I think that's really exciting gameplay. It creates a new game space inside the, the multi-crew ship that is like, um, that's kind of like sealed away from the outside, you know, gameplay. You're, you're not always, you don't always have to be connected to the outside gameplay directly, like in a turret to affect the outside gameplay. Like if your quantum drive is busted, you can fix the quantum drive from inside the ship, maybe. And you have changed how that ship can can interact with its outside, you know, experience. Mm-hmm. So you've like, and I think that that's kind of a cool, you know, like telephone game or like connection from the inside the ship to the outside the ship. Yeah, and I'll also add on to that one because I think it's a, cause the chat's bringing this up a little bit, which is 
Uh, it also improves the experience because the question comes down to why should I have a hammerhead with seven people on it versus seven arrows or seven gladiuses? And if the answer is I can fix my quantum drive mid-flight, you can't, then you've got at least some, some advantages to that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Or even repair structure of the ship from inside or something. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Keep, keep it in the fight longer just because you have somebody who is an engineer kind of running around. So. Yep. Yeah, having a co-pilot in a in a hammerhead to like, okay, our left shield has been just decimated, you know, and having a co-pilot being able to be like, zoop, our left shield is better. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That would change, that would strengthen uh, these multi-crew ships so much to be able to be like actively reacting to what's happening to your ship uh, as it's happening. That'd be very cool. It's also really fun. I've played games like uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew and uh, uh, Pulsar, which are all multi-crew uh player yeah i played artemis a lot with some friends artemis is kind of like star trek bridge it's like a bridge simulator yeah it was it was the it was the prototype for all of the other ones that came out uh, after artemis but uh yeah you you get the idea like the it it really does once you get the flow in it really is fun for as an engineer or uh, the the sea of thieves situation you've played sea of thieves where it's just constant like someone who's repairing they're not bored. They're they're running around, and it's the it's that Jack uh, Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Stop blowing holes in my ship. Yeah. kind of situation well, and, where you're when people ask and me about hammering and everything. So yeah, when people ask me about what Star Citizen is, this happens often. You know, I'll say I, I kind of have been leaning towards like it's a bit like Sea of Thieves, you know, in space. I mean, there's some other aspects, obviously, like Daisy style mm-hmm. aspects or Tarkov aspects, but like it's kind of getting into this place where like multi-crew kind of matters and like ship roles are starting to matter a little bit and, and it could be better at that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess we'll, we'll wrap this up before we move into the question and answer section. Uh, I'll start with you on this, on the zero overall. Is there anything, if you had the ear of CIG's, you know, balance teams right now, if you could sit down and talk with them and you could pitch them one idea, what idea would you pitch to them right now for 2023? Okay. Make Idris, <laughs> make Idris variants and sell them. You're, you'll be millionaires. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Don't, that might actually be good advice, but anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think I've said this before, but I think they've been doing it a little bit, but I think more ship variants is a cool idea. If you already have like the hull of a ship pretty much made, you know, like more ship variants, they're easy to develop. Um, They're easier to get in the game, I think, because you already kind of have the ship's profile. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you had an arrow and then you had a variant of an arrow that did something a little bit different, they are going to fly similarly. So you don't have to mess with their flight model much. They're easy to develop. They're easy to get in. It gives us more things to do. You know, and especially with ships like, you know, mining ships, I'd like to see like five, six different mining ships, you know, I'd like to see four or five different salvage ships. Um, And you could do that with different variations of different ships. You could take a cutlass and turn it into a mining ship, just slap some stuff on there. That's what Drake is all about. Right. Mm -hmm. And if anybody complains about the lore, then heck them, you know, because we're making a video (laughs) game. We're we're not making a book. And I don't mean to say that against you, Paul. I know you love the lore. No, lore is changable. It's I'm I'm one of those people who's like, if it doesn't make sense in the lore, throw it out. Just do it. Yeah. So it's It's just kind of like. You know, except the Cutlass Steel. You can, the Cutlass Steel, and that's my actual advice to CIG. CIG, if you're listening, take the Cutlass Steel, take all the assets of the Cutlass Steel, and just throw it in a dumpster. (laughs) Just give everybody a refund, (laughs) let them buy a Corsair for the same price, and just throw it in a dumpster. (laughs) 
Oh man, I I I I, no, love I think variance. This. I think variance is a good idea. Leaning into variance, uh, yeah. ship variance is, is a cool idea. Okay, uh, sub, uh, subliminal. Your, your your thoughts? You should have prepared me for this question, dude. I, 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 I <laughs> there's like a bunch of little things. Oh man, I don't know. There's so much. Think about think about what you like. Something you would want, like that's the like that's burning right now. Something that if if CIG, but there's no there's right no now. like Eureka thing. It's all it's it's a bunch of little things. Um, what are the little things then? I think they need to fix things. Um, a lot of times something's broken, and the excuse that I give for them is that well, this is gonna change. Yeah. So why make this? It's gonna be a waste of time, and then it's gonna change. Well. Uh, trading has been broken now for like three years. I'm, I may be exaggerating, but yeah, it, about right. It's two or three yeah. years. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 wild, man. I, I used to be a member of of Galog.co. Uh, they they had whole orgs and a, like a groups of people that that would trade and, and talk about you know like what type of trade routes to do and all this stuff and and we we have piracy now, right? But they, but but the trading still doesn't work, and 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 they could just dial the number. They could change the numbers. I, I was always like, you know, well, we're gonna have um, what's the thing? Quanta, uh, quantum, you know, yeah, the quantum system. Yeah, yeah, quantum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, that's gonna be a big game changer. And and from my knowledge, that's in now. Portion. We have some aspects of part. Yeah, part, uh Whatever event where you buy fireworks, that works off of yeah. Quanta. Um, oh yeah, the AV equipment. Nine Tails Lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, some of the equipment does either either you know make it work for all of it or, or just like change the value so people can just buy more. Then trading can make a, its way back. Piracy can make can, can be worth it rather than just the doing it for the fun. Like you could actually do it for the money. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, fix some of the little things. I used to be on the side of no, don't fix it. You know, because I just thought the stuff was going to come sooner. But you're talking yeah. years. Of, of a major gameplay loop. I mean, uh, Jump Town, that was trading. Mm-hmm. Without that, nobody would have been there. You could do that anywhere. Um, so yeah, fix some of the little things that, that you could have someone in one patch just go through and tweak some numbers as a Band-Aid and, then, and bring it back so we can uh, have everything going again, you know? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's uh, I think that's our, it for our discussion. We're going to move on into the question and answer session of, of the stream. Thank you much to Subliminal and Zero. Make sure you check out their social medias, their YouTubes, their their Twitches, and you can catch them live. Subliminal, you're live mostly on the weekends, right? Or are you li- live Thursday through Saturday? Thursday through Saturday. Yeah. Um, and uh, Subliminal, you're live more times than anyone else is it's like six seven days a week eight days a week nine days a week <laughs> um uh when, when is that usually is it just kind of like all all week all the time is there any kind of set schedule for it you're muted if you're trying to talk oh yeah you're muted i am muted sorry yeah. um <laughs> it's pretty much like like any day like 6 p.m and on uh like okay. 6 to 6 to 10 30 weekdays because i work till like 4 30 on the weekdays um and uh we weekends i i'll get like a like an afternoon stream in but usually it's evenings okay and, and make sure you check both of their youtubes out uh fantastic f- f- fantastic stuff zero um uh, for instance uh i rated him i rated you when you were streaming 
uh, when that that big clip that blew up about, about with Burks um, having like crashed and then you found oh, that was the, so the, cool the whole thing <laughs> that the whole like 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 proof of concept for PES that existed and I'm, I'm I have a PES that. story if you have a moment go for it I just, it just entered my brain so I don't know if you guys know online online yeah. is uh, he streams some and he's just he's hilarious but uh, he's also insane so yes. he found a bug in three in three eighteen's PTU where Wallace Klim at Grimhex spawned like outside the station like in a goofy little spot so. Uh, he found Wallace, like the, the the little NPC, got him into a cutlass, and then flew him around the verse <laughs> for a, a whole day. <laughs> and then he left him on Microtech and came back to that sh- server shard the next day, and he was still there in the cutlass black. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so cool. Wow. It, it is. I, he is still gone, by the way. He I literally went... stole Wallace Klim. <laughs> Wallace Klim is still gone on that server. I was that. I was, was... on that server to last night and he's still missing he's still he's still <laughs> stolen so the mission giver <laughs> oh it was great um all right anyway and, that was yeah story yeah um and, and of course subliminal has some of the best guides out there for you especially if you're a newer a newer uh a newer player if you're looking to get a, a handle on the things of star citizen check out subliminal's youtube channel for that one uh and uh, yeah, if you want to join us live, uh, we do this, uh, not just these two, but I do all people, all sorts of people come on, come on uh, the captain's table uh, live on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I don't want to say the GMT because it's <laughs> brain no work well when it comes to time differences and time, time, uh, uh, time zones. So. Uh, but go, come join us live, twitch.tv slash theastropub. Uh, and if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. It would be really nice. And if you enjoyed the video, hit the like button. If you dislike the video, hit the dislike button. But I do want to hear your thoughts on the future of combat and Star Citizen uh, in the comments below. And like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black. <laughs>